0: Welcome to the Brooklyn Tabernacle's Daily Devotions. Now, here is the Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Simbola. Good morning. Welcome to our study in Hebrews, the third study that we're making, and it falls on Wednesday, November 1st. You know what November means. The leaves are turning. Thanksgiving is coming, but to me, I always had a sinking feeling because I I don't like winter. I don't like cold. You like cold? I have a pastor here, a dear friend, Pastor Charles Hammond. He loves the winter. No, no, not 30 degrees. He likes five, five degrees. That ain't right. And he likes snow on top of that. When I was a kid, I liked snow. How about you? I don't care for it now, but it is what it is. And we're in November, but that means December, January, and February are coming. But, God willing, we're going to go through the month, uh, these months studying the book of Hebrews. And we're in chapter 1. The Son, Jesus, who God is speaking in these last days through his Son, in his Son. And we found out two things about the Son. He is the heir, been appointed the heir of all things, and through whom Jesus, God made the universe, Now the Son is the radiance of God's glory. Two more things now. The radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. He is the radiance of God's glory. The radiance of God's glory. Jesus. See, we just think of him walking in Nazareth, going to Jerusalem. But he existed forever. God the Son, eternal. And he is the radiance of God's glory. And I often think about that verse this way. When you understand who Jesus is, you realize that the greatest thing of God's glory to me, his presence, the outshining of his presence, is not the fact that he has all power, omnipotence. Not that he knows everything, omniscient. That's amazing. Not that he's omnipresent, he's everywhere at once. That's overwhelming. Those are all attributes, and they have their glory to them. More than even his sovereignty, that no one instructs God, he does what he wants. But Jesus is the outshining, the radiance of his glory because of love and grace. That he has all power is wonderful. That he loves sinners like you and me and gave his life to save us. Now that is the glory of God. Making clouds, nobody else can do that. But clouds don't help you and me, do they? Uh, But Jesus, our Savior. Now notice this, very important. He is the exact representation of God's being. The exact representation of God's being. And the word there in the Greek is, he is when they put a stamp to make a coin, okay? Then they use that stamp for another coin. He is the exact image. God wants us to, us to know what he was like. You can't know the eternal God through even the Old Testament passages, and he created, and he's this, and he's that. Do you want to really know what God is? Remember this, please. You want to really know what God is like? Study Jesus. Look at Jesus. Analyze Jesus. He is the exact representation of the invisible, eternal God. You want to know what God thinks about children? Look at Jesus. You want to know what God thinks about sinners? Look at Jesus. You want to know what God feels about money? Read what Jesus said about it. He's the image of God. Martin Luther, the reformer, said this. Any picture of God except in the face of Jesus is of the devil. Listen. Any description of God except in the face of Jesus is of the devil. I've heard preachers try to describe God, use this verse, that verse, this verse. Where are you going all around the lawn that way? Where are you circling around and all that? You want to know what God is like? Just look in the face of Jesus. And that's why some people's theology is made up of verses that they twist and they create, actually, in some cases, a monster God. A God who delights in sending people to hell because he gets some kind of glory. Do you see that in Jesus? That God has programmed people to go to hell. They can't come to him. They're not part of the elect. Well, then, why was Jesus crying over Jerusalem? That was God crying over people. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how many times I would have gathered you? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't gather them. You programmed them to reject you. And now you're crying over them? That theology makes Jesus a bad actor. He's crying over something that he programmed. No, God is love love has compassion. Study Jesus. Study the whole Bible. But when you zone in and you want to know what God is really like, what does God think of mercy? Look at Jesus. Who does God reach for? Jesus. Does God ever invite anybody to come to him? Yes. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Jesus said that. Don't have a theology that bypasses Jesus. He is the exact image of the invisible God. What we need to know about God, we find in Jesus. Praise God for that. Not in a preacher, not in a denomination. Jesus. Jesus. And only Jesus, as a man wrote, can satisfy your soul. If you're listening to me today and you're empty as a drum and all conflicted inside, you don't need a preacher. You don't need to switch searches necessarily. You don't need to read a 600-page book on theology. You need a fresh encounter, vision of visitation by Jesus. Jesus. That was one of the first songs I ever learned. When I sign off today, why don't you sing it if you know it, you know? My voice is, I'm struggling, so I can't can't sing when my voice is good, but Oh, how I love Jesus. Can you say that? Sing it. Why? Because he first loved me. That's who God is. Loving you first. And we love him back. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.